0: Uncertainty is a fact of life. I think that's what that's part of being human is that you're going to encounter times in your life and circumstances that you don't have all the information and you might not get it.
1: In her book, Conversational Intelligence, Judith Glasser wrote, To get to the next level of greatness depends on the quality of our culture, which depends on the quality of our relationships, which depends on the quality of our conversations. Everything happens through conversations. Welcome to Conversations, powered by Quantivos. Welcome to Conversations. I'm Brian Gorman, a Quantivos coach and your host for this podcast. And with me today is Karen Anthony, another of our coaches here at Quantivos. Welcome, Karen.
0: Hi, nice to be here.
1: Karen, our topic today is living with uncertainty. And needless to say, it's not something people want to do. So I think we tend to assume things are certain, even if they're not. Is that a good place to start this conversation?
0: Sure. I I think that's right. People want to feel like they have control in their lives and uncertainty makes you feel like things are out of your control. So we feel anxiety and frustration, and we look to gather in information in order to reduce the uncertainty, all of which is fine. Except uncertainty is a fact of life. I think that's what that's part of being human is that you're going to encounter times in your life and circumstances that you don't have all the information and you might not get it.
1: That sense of certainty for me seems to allow us to move things from our conscious attention into our unconscious. Mm. So, you know, I'm certain that I'm going to work today, I'm certain that I'm going to get there the same way I always do. You know, the next thing I know, I'm at work. When things get disrupted, especially big disruptions, one of the things that I do for myself and and one of the things I work with my clients on is how to bring back some of that sense of control, how to bring back some of that sense of I know what's going on. And for me, the metaphor I use there uh, is that of an anchor or anchors. But in times of uncertainty, we need to pay attention to our anchors. Typically, they're below the surface. We don't really think about them. This really became visible. When COVID hit, Mm -hmm. we heard, I'm sure you heard, I heard, others in our profession and elsewhere heard, everything is changing. Well, not everything was changing. And all of those things that were, quote, certain about going to work, the water cooler talk, the lunch buddies, the going out to drinks all of that was disrupted and people became uncertain. What have you seen people do to claim certainty when it's not there?
0: So the first thing I think about with dealing with uncertainty is that there's a crisis sort, there's the, the sharp peak of uncertainty and there can be the longer term stuff. And the longer term stuff, like you're talking about with COVID is what is especially trying and that's where you kind of need to have a sense of what's knowable and what's not knowable. Your example of I know I'm going to work today and I'm going to get there at a particular time. Yeah, you think you're getting going to work today and you're going to get there at a particular time, but if you get a flat tire and the tow truck doesn't show up until 2 hours after you do that, you've got to figure out how you're going to how you're going to address that. So even what we think of as certain you want to kind of understand what is knowable and what is not knowable. There are some factors in your circumstance that are under your control that you get to know. What's my intention? How am I showing up? What are the things that I am doing? What am I responsible for? There are some things that you're not, that are not as knowable. How's it going to feel when I get there? What are other people's reactions going to be? Is the circumstance going to proceed according to plan or are there other variables that are in play that maybe I don't know about that are going to have an impact on that. And if you can focus on the things that are knowable and within your control, then it makes it a little bit easier to walk through that. I think the other thing is it's a normal human sort of reaction to look at uncertainty and say, I'm going to gather a lot of data. Humans love information. And the way I'm going to control this uncertainty of what's going to happen because my company might be going through a merger um, is I'm going to gather all the data and I'm going to go talk to everybody about it. And I'm going to get a lot of information about it. And that's going to make me feel better. The reality is you don't get to know everything about whether your company is going to go through this merger or what the new job you're going to be facing is going to be like. So what you don't want to do is that you hear the, the idea of paralysis by analysis, spending too much time c- collecting data so that you can't move forward until you feel like you have enough information to feel like you have control. So you don't want to go too far with that, but you don't want to do nothing. You want to, having information is a way to absolutely feel better about what it is that you can do, where you do have control. The two anchors that I think are really powerful, even when you have very little information, are values and strengths. Your sort of self-knowledge. What is it that are the non-negotiables about yourself? What do you care about? If you don't know that the company is going to go through a merger, maybe you don't get to know. And you're going to have to sit through the next six months while this plays itself out. But you know what kind of leader you want to be with your team. How transparent do you want to be? How supportive do you want to be? How performance oriented do you want to be? And you may need to know what are the strengths that you bring? What have you done in other situations that have helped you learn things that are new when the world becomes different? And that has helped you um, navigate change in the past. Leaning on those strengths, even if they're from a from a maybe a different domain, can make someone feel more confident. And leaning on your values helps you feel more authentic.
1: So what I'm hearing, Karen, is the importance of emotional intelligence yeah. when dealing with uncertainty. And that really, for me, gives how we get through these tough times mm-hmm. a more structured framework, if you will, to look at it and to move through it.
0: Yeah. I think structure, it's a really interesting balance. It's a—it's an ongoing challenge. So uncertainty is a moving target too. You might get some more information and now you know some things and then the world changes and it's not all bad things or good. It's some of it are, are things that people would look at as positive as you have a new job or you've had a baby and now your family life and home life is is changed and different. And how you build what you know out of what you all, you know, how you build the new skills is built on what's already strengths within inside you. And that is the idea that you don't have to have all the answers in order to make the best decision you can. It's good to have some, but you don't need to have everything. And also you need to kind of stay present. Literally in the present, uncertainty and the concerns about uncertainty tend to be about lack of knowledge about the future. And if you spend too much time there, you're going to miss out on what's going on right now. You might miss out on critical information, the feedback that you know, or how do you make adjustments? And it prevents you from either navigating the challenges that are going on presently, if I'm worried too much about the future, or even just enjoying the current moment of whatever it is that you're dealing with, if you're too worried about what might happen into the future.
1: One of the things I'm finding with more and more of my clients is that they are new, moving into new positions, either a promotion internally or moving into other organizations and not knowing how to do what they are now called on to do, that they're finding new responsibilities that are different and are uncertain in yeah. terms of how best to execute them. What kind of counsel do you provide people in that situation?
0: So I think you... People tend to think you see this a lot when someone moves maybe up a level from being a technical expert into a leadership role or they've been a leader but now they have a kind of a wider scope they tend to think about the tasks and the expert knowledge that they had and not so much the skills that were more inherent into how they did their job well the knowledge of what the protocols the procedures the background the data analysis and all of that sort of thing So what I often do with my clients is ask, is help them think about what is it that makes you good at what you did? What are the things that you noticed? Even if you were, let's say you were an attorney and now you're running a a law practice. What was it in your communication style with the people that you worked with that will be valuable? What is it that helped you be successful? Because by and large, people who've been moving into a different role are there for a reason. It's not for no good reason. It's because there's talent there, because people have confidence in them, because they've demonstrated skill and commitment and a a good work ethic and all the things and potential and all the things that you want. So helping clients see those things in themselves where they tend to focus on, well, what I know is the things that I've been doing. And those are different than what I'm asked to do. But probably you've written a status report before. This is a different kind and maybe has a different scope. Probably you've, um, you've learned to delegate. So this is a different kind of delegating. Absolutely. It's helping them see that they have it in them. And also, where do you feel like you want growth? And where can you learn, where can you get some of those skills? Because no one expects you to to be perfect on, the, on day one of something new like that.
1: Listening to you reminds me of a coaching session I had just earlier this week with someone who is in a fairly senior role in a data-driven function. And we began talking about career next steps and the client recognized that they need to move out of that data world, if you will, Mm -hmm. uh, into much more of an operations kind of role in order to continue advancing in, in career. And- the recognition that they had to let go of something that they've spent their entire career on really can be difficult.
0: I've definitely talked with clients in this space and this is where you worry about their confidence in moving to the next level and their ability to let go of the things that they were previously comfortable with. And you run the risk of someone falling into micromanagement a little bit because going back to that space is where they're comfortable and they have a lot of knowledge and it's easy and the space that's in front of them that's new looks scary and they're not sure that they have all of the things and the skills and the they don't they don't sound so authoritative when they get into the meeting schedule. You want to worry about that. You want to pay attention to that also. I have often asked people to talk about what is it that makes you good at the work that you're doing? And they think about the skills, their ability to do good analysis their respect for their, the people on their team, their systems thinking, those kinds of things. And by the end of them listing the things that they think they're good at, they're already laughing and they're going, oh, I see what you're doing, because they realize that those skills are present and necessary for the next role. It's just it's it's just a, it's a different form. It's a slightly different stretched out version of those skills. And they can lean into those to apply for something new.
1: One of the questions I ask my clients to reflect on and and to talk with others, both professional colleagues, but also family and friends, is what do you do like breathing?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What comes to you so naturally that you don't even recognize this is a skill you bring? Mm-hmm. And others say, if I could only X like Karen, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd have it made. So you've identified, Karen, some of the lessons you have learned around Living with uncertainty, the importance of collecting what data you can, knowing what is certain and accepting what's not certain, being in the present, self-awareness, what are my values, what are the things that have meaning to me and so forth. Where do these lessons come from for you?
0: One of the things that's most powerful, it's not the only source of it, but that's very powerful for me is is, um, from my family life. I had an experience where a family member was having a health crisis and I was the primary caregiver. So we lived with over a period of years, a lot of uncertainty and it was intense and it was wanting to figure out how do you make your way through that? And in that circumstance, there's both the need to collect a lot of information, learn a lot of things, figure out what the best course of action is. And a, a need to kind of get comfortable with the idea of wait and see, or we don't know. And those do not sit together very nicely next to each other in any circumstance and really became something that you've got to be good at compartmentalizing some of that when it's very intense. I think getting the balance right was really important for me and it was important for my family so that I didn't over-worry about well, let's let's read every internet piece of research I can feel about this condition. Let's just see what we can do right now, and let's be where we are right now. And I also think what was important was sort of getting used to the idea that that's just sort of daily life. You're going to have to figure out how to do this because if you spend too much time worrying about it, you're going to miss out on the stuff that you really want to be doing and really want to be living with. And it's a moving target. You know, you learn these things, then you move on. One of the other things that uncertainty that I learned from this circumstance, but is true for everybody, is that it's stressful to live with. It's hard and it takes it out of you, even if it's not a crisis sort of thing, even if it's a joyful thing like a new job or a new new child. So you need to be able to figure out how you're gonna release that stress. That was true for me under difficult circumstances. Who's supporting me? What practices help me every day? What distractions are good? What are the things that I can say, I'm putting this in a box on a shelf and I'm not dealing with this right now. I'm not going to worry about that. How can you put those away? And I think that's true for anybody to be able to release the stress of just making your way through something challenging like that uncertainty gives you the fuel so that you can come back tomorrow and face whatever the challenges are and be present for the the members of your team or your family or however it is that your, your clients or whatever it is that you want to be there for.
1: I think there are two things that you talked about that are incredibly important first is the importance of presence Mm -hmm. again if i am present with whatever this moment is i don't have room to focus on the uncertainty of tomorrow or next week or next month the other is how draining uncertainty is and the importance of being intentional about restoring our energies again in covid A lot of my clients were just younger, typically, but rolling out of bed and landing at the desk, falling off the desk chair back into bed and introducing practices, whatever they might be, that restore our mental, physical, emotional, spiritual energy becomes so important in times of prolonged uncertainty or even in times of shorter periods of uncertainty. And we typically think a lot about getting sleep and and doing exercise and those kinds of things, it is not unusual for my clients to struggle with spiritual energy.
0: Oh, for sure. Because, because uncertainty makes you feel like the world is unfair. Like you're, there's a sense of this is a bad thing happening to me, even if it's, even if it comes from a, a good source you can feel, it, it can make you question, how is it life is this unfair when I'm trying to deal with I can't sleep or I'm worried or even with good things. This new job is so scary and it, that doesn't seem, it seems like it's so easy for everybody else. It can question your sort of fundamental views of how you fit into the world and what's important and what I thought was important doesn't seem to matter here. Yes, and sometimes that struggle is worthwhile. Sometimes the things that you wrestle with about what makes it important either helps you develop new ideas and new values or grounds you even more in the things that you were thought were important. I always tell clients that, you know, well, physical therapists will tell you to go toward the pain to a certain degree, because that's where, that's where the growth is, right? Right. A similar sort of thing with coaching with kind of any learning is go to the part that, that feels hard. That's where the learning is. And Uncertainty and crisis within uncertainty is part of where the growth happens. If you look back on people, if people look back on that period, what they come away with, the lessons learned that they can reflect, you can't really do it in the middle of it easily. Um, But what they can reflect back on is, I'm so proud that I was able to do that. I've definitely talked to clients who came through a really difficult period during COVID or something that was going on with their Their organization, and they're proud that they were able to be present for their team, that their employees are still there, that the organization is thriving in some way. They look back on that struggle as something positive, even when it didn't feel like it in the moment. And that is, I mean, nobody wants to have the difficult things. Nobody's going to look at the difficult things and say, Oh, I want to have those things. But if you can make meaning out of it and take what you take the good stuff from it, it makes it easier the next time you face a difficult time, like with an uncertainty or with a crisis, and say, we were able to get through this before. We leaned into what we knew. We trusted each other. We figured out our way through this together, and we came out on the other side. And I think that is a really powerful lesson.
1: Karen, we have to wrap this up. But before we do, is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners about living yes. with uncertainty?
0: Yeah, there's a there's a metaphor that I love that I thought about is about a tree. And you think about a tree kind of dealing with a storm where there's a lot of wind and it's being buffeted by all these outside forces. And the metaphor that I think about starts with the roots that are grounded. And that's like the values that you hold. And the, the roots that are deep and grounded are what holds the tree in place. And then you have the trunk and that's the rings of experience that's the life experience that you have that is the we i was able to work a problem like this before i was able to grow through something like this before so you have the roots that are grounding you and the trunk that is giving you the experience and then the limbs of the tree that extend out and and are the shape give shape to the tree are both flexible and they allow space between them for the wind to blow through so some of this is there to hold and some of this is there to allow it to keep going, to go through. And that metaphor is how I think about dealing with uncertainty. You can also apply it to dealing with a crisis is that you have all of these qualities and pull together. It's not just stand firm because the tree will break if you try and stand firm against uh, against all those winds. But if you can allow the strength and the flexibility to be there together, it gives you the ability to to thrive and sustain going forward.
1: Karen Anthony, thank you so much for this conversation on living with uncertainty.
0: My pleasure.